the models that we've been given for how a business should run um, are not fit for purpose for women existing in the world today. Welcome to another episode of Money Makers. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to draw your attention to the fact that currently I have a couple of one-to-one spaces available. This is perfect for you if you have been struggling with pricing, if you have a project that you want to plan, an offer that you want to create and launch, all sorts of different things on where you are and where you want to go. So hop to the show notes and then I hope you enjoy today's episode. So welcome, Mel Wiggins. Um, now, before I even get into this, I don't think this would be true of you towards me, but I think you're my oldest internet friend. Oh, come on. I think you are. I was thinking I'm still like chat to. There's people I follow. Yeah, yeah. Really. But I don't think, so Total. I think you are. Yeah. OAPs of the internet. Yeah. So me and Mel met on Blogger <clears throat> when it was the blogger blogs things. I had one called um Ray Makes Do, which in my head is actually still oh, one of my names. Do you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> I love that. What was your was yours just called Mel Wiggins then? Did you have a oh, name? I've had many iterations of a blog name. There was uh so yeah, so we've known each other a really long time. And Mel is um a coach who helps, and I'm re- literally reading from your bio, but it's a oh, really good I bio. I really sucked at this actually. Oh, I like your bio. Oh, okay, all right. She says Mel is a coach who helps brilliant women to build values brave values-led businesses I like the values-led that's very like like you and it made me think as I was like getting ready I was like that 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 is so what you're like and knowing you like I've put here that you're the real deal like you really are mm. what you said you're what you say you are on the tin in lots of ways in that oh that is so <laughs> nice it's nice to know I'm not just making shit up isn't it well we all are as well <laughs> with that <laughs> Um, so um, I asked Mel to be on because I wanted to talk about, I, I just said to Mel in prepping for this, I was like, I don't know that many questions, but I'm not worried because we normally can talk about all sorts of things. Um, so yes. So my first question is, in yeah. fact, no, my very first question is, can you tell us a bit about who you are and what you do from your mouth before we sure. get into it? Sure. So I'm Mel and I live, I live here in way Northern Ireland. So <clears throat> Northern Ireland, beautiful, stunning, complex, <laughs> mysterious. Uh, nobody knows, nobody in in England can really work us out. No. Um, but here we are. Um, and I've, you know, I've lived a bunch of different places, including Canada, grew up in Canada for a number of years, uh, studied and then worked in London. Um, <clears throat> So been around a little bit uh, and I'm married to Dave and have two little ones. Um, and my business is, as you said, I coach women largely around building values-led businesses. So mm. my, my background is, is in community activism and uh, spent a decade or more working with young people, working with <clears throat> victims of human trafficking working in policy around human trafficking and uh, labor exploitation so I guess the but my background of activism and being an Enneagram one mm. uh, oh yeah we should talk about Enneagrams mm, put a list, mm, that on the list <laughs> yeah it very much makes sense that 
my coaching practice is is really based around helping women attach their values and and bake their values into their business in meaningful ways Mm. um so I do that through I have a membership community that runs um with there's 70 odd women in that that uh, are all in that in bought into that ethos and want to explore what it means to build uh, their brave ideas out in the world um I also run group programs similar to you Ray so mm-hmm. uh, gathering women together who want to go deeper into this stuff who want more accountability who really really like truly want some community and yeah uh, want some connection with other women who are facing the same struggles and um are going through the same thing so that's the work that I do uh to date um and then I just like watch a lot of tv and I'm not afraid <laughs> to tell to tell you that we do like- do a lot of messaging about well particularly Grey's Anatomy I think is and um, and then did, did you start watching any of the other the uh, resident me- yes yes <laughs> Yes, because uh-huh, I you. went through a deep um, fixation on general American medical dramas and then spread mm. that to people. So the but this is like, we're not going to just talk about this, but I do need to talk about the fact that on The Resident, it is The Resident, isn't it? Yes. Theo from The Cosby Show is on it. I know, and I, I love think him. He's one of the greatest characters ever. He's brilliant. <laughs> he takes no shit. He's so, and he's so he's... like, his dress sense is awesome. Like he's Impeccable. got this really arty vibe. Oh my God. Yeah. And and the big question, and I can't remember if we talked about it, was Theo always hot? Wow. Like, was he hot on the Cosby show? I mean, I have a tainted view of the Cosby show. Yes, days. I know. I know. It's hard, it's, to see, it's hard to see the wood from the pedophile, really. <laughs> <laughs> so. um, yeah, I can't, like, I can't remember, <clears throat> but he's, he I mean, is, he is grown into a no, beautiful, he has for sure. Theo has grown into a beautiful man like, oh yeah I just I can't really remember I feel like that era of time wouldn't really have done him a whole lot of justice to be a like a, a lot of symbol. bad jumpers weren't there a lot, a lot of bad, bad jumpers. hair a lot yeah. of bad jumpers a lot of yeah. like peach fuzz mustache yes yes eyes. yes yeah so, it's true he has definitely grown into his sex appeal. He has, sure. he has. And he's just like, on top of that, his character is brilliant as well. Yes, like he's got this- he owns I, the room. He this is that, maybe we'll do another episode where I just talk about <laughs> medical dramas. Oh, um, can I come to that? <laughs> the phase is gone now because I kind of got to the end of them all. It was, mm. a, fi- it was a fire show and medical mm. drama situation. And then I got yes. to New Amsterdam, which is frankly terrible. And I started to watch The Good Doctor and I just couldn't. And that's when okay. it ended. I just get I, into these phases. Yeah, and that was I get. I went through like a. <clears throat> oh dear, this is an admission. <laughs> I went through like a um, killer, murder. Oh yeah, like documentary phase. Um, yeah, where I was like watching, you know, Killer Women by Pierce Morgan, like all of those interviews, and I think it was last oh, Christmas, wow. which is really jolly, isn't it? Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> yeah I think you you have to be in a certain season of a frame of mind to be able to consume that kind of entertainment yeah not entertainment whatever it is watching yes I always flirt with that and I never quite do it like I always want to watch cult documentaries and it just never quite happens I just Mm. end up watching versions of Grey's Anatomy Mm. I'm reading now I'm in a reading phase so I'm going to try and hold off on like watching because I was just watching so much telly from that fair play I feel like I have had a lot of shame around how much 
telly I watch um, because you know you're supposed to be reading and meditating and and doing yoga aren't you yeah yeah but I watch Netflix but I, I always wonder if it was plays if it was plays right yeah if you just watch loads of like live plays all the time but they were yeah. in your lounge it wasn't on the telly no one would judge it <laughs> they'd think you're like a real <laughs> how yeah, do you get these plays in your living room so cultured and connected <laughs> It's like you would be like, wow, you watch plays and you put a screen in front of everyone's like, oh. I know. So judgy. No, I'm owning it. This is the year that I start to really own and sink deeper into my ownership of being like a total TV junkie. That's just part of who I am. Absolutely. I'm I'm there. I I hear you. Okay, so you talk a lot in your work about restorative it is restorative business, right? Well, regenerative. I always say restorative, and then I'm like. It's not that regenerative business. <laughs> Can you explain to us what you mean by that? Mm. For, let's start with that. What do you mean by regenerative business? So this this word actually came to me through a client, um, a client turned friend, Sarah Slattery. So Sarah's another coach, and she was part of one of my um, my group programs last year. And we were, you know, we were talking about the word that I had often used was about a sustainable business, right? So a, like creating a sustainable business, something that sustains your your energy, your values, your finances, all of those things. And as we were talking, Sarah was like, you know what? I want more than that. I want, I want a business that is regenerative. I don't just want mm-hmm. to sustain these things so that they're just, they're just there and they're just going I want my business to feel like it actually energizes me like it Mm. like it it feeds back into my system um and I just thought that was so beautiful so um since we since we kind of opened that conversation up it stayed with me and I've been thinking about it more and more and looking at the ways that I teach and coach um and what what aspects of that actually provide women the opportunity to look at their business as something that can regenerate them and have have tweaked and and moved and shifted some of the ways that Mm. I uh, I talk about business to to align with that because that is actually what I really want for myself and for other women is to have that Um, and it's important because because we we burn out so fast (laughs) I was going to say, what does a business look like that's not regenerative? Like for people that are listening to be like, is my, like, how would they know? Like, yeah, what would it look like if it wasn't in that space? I'm not sure that I can give you a, like a concrete example, right? But what I can say is that the models that we've been given for how a business should run um, are not fit for purpose for women existing in the world today. Yeah. So they're based on not they're based on obviously they're based on a very patriarchal construct. They're based around you know the industrial complex that came into being mm-hmm. many many years ago. That is not you know that is not the reality of of how we live. Um, they're based around accumulation mm-hmm. um, for for the sake of accumulation rather than purposeful, yeah. intentional building. Yes, and depth. Um, and and I see that for a lot of women, we 
adopt that model as well that should I guess that's the one that we should work with right yeah the one that sees us you know striving for balance and when there's no no system set up to support any balance for us yeah or that sees us um kind of diving into the hustle culture right of um rising and grinding and (laughs) all that all that stuff that is really toxic so Mm. I and it, it also sees us ignoring large enormous foundational parts of our bodies Mm. and our ways of working our energy management our cycles um all of that kind of stuff so I like it doesn't those traditional business models I've seen I've witnessed I've experienced myself don't work for us they also no they don't and they also ignore our conditioning as well like men like if we just take like sweeping generalizations of genders but men have been conditioned to um to feed into that kind of hustle culture and stuff as well as their lives you know um kind of traditionally or historically is probably a better word like you know kind of allowing them to be Mm. that way that's easier to hustle when you haven't got kids to look after it's Mm. it's basically and I always think of Gary V with this because Gary V if anyone doesn't know is this like just don't look him up there's no point but he's like this (laughs) really like he's just like hustle 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 my blood pressure rises even at the mention of his name I'm like (laughs) and but he's publicly said child has nothing to do with me I don't do any of that that's my wife's job and so this idea that we can be conditioned one way to be all caring and kind and nurturing and put everyone above ourselves and then sort of just transfer all that conditioning and go, yeah, but now I'm in a business, I need to just do it this way. It's no wonder that we end up Mm. feeling so tangled up and confused and also often chasing our tails in our businesses, like kind of trying it and not doing it. And then what I see happening is that women are, are trying to build businesses they get to certain points it's not happening fast enough yeah or it's not happening in the way that they've seen other people do it or that's yeah. been projected and then they surmise that I'm not cut out for this yeah yeah and we see so many amazing brilliant women with brilliant ideas products and services just dropping off mm. um, and I'm I feel so much like real 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 compassion towards that because they're up against this model that is very toxic and does not serve or is not fit for purpose for women um yeah at all so absolutely and it's so easy to get sucked into that it's so easy because the promises are pretty big and they are you know there's all these formulas and Mm -hmm. you know and I remember even in the early stages you know in true transparency the the early stages of my business I was looking to those things I was downloading Mm -hmm. the things that I thought were going to crack it for me that were going to help me um get there further or build this faster um of course like I love a shiny object yeah so I get why those things are really like enticing and why that is that type of business model is enticing but I guess right from the last you know especially last two years um I I think I've just recognized that the work that I want to do with women needs to be more honest than that um Mm. and actually it needs to be uh calling in 
women that want depth and longevity to their to their work and are prepared and ready to steady themselves for that Mm. yeah I love that yeah absolutely and I really think I don't know if you've noticed this and or maybe this is just me speaking from my own perspective I don't know I suspect it's a wider experience but it could not be um, I think in 2020, as we all rushed online, there was a real sense of community. I feel mm-hmm. like in 2021, as we got exhausted from everything that's going on, that community sort of <clears throat> like waned a bit for a lot of people. And I was writing something because I'm starting this clients only group, um, which you will be invited to, Mel, because you've been a client. So like literally all clients that I've ever had are going to be invited to it. And as I was writing it, I was thinking about the people that I've seen drop off particularly mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. um, and sometimes I want to say really clearly sometimes that's a good decision I really don't hold any thing with this idea that ev- like you know you're just not cut out to be an entrepreneur if you don't try hard enough blah, blah blah like sometimes you are better suited to working for someone and there is nothing wrong with that and I know I've said that a lot mm. but I do also think for some of those people that it, they could have kept going if they'd been in a community if they'd had that that kind of support and that space for to go and and we have a whatsapp group with a number of other coaches to go and go is everyone like how are your sales what's going on for you like Mm -hmm. is this just me and Mm -hmm. sometimes the answer is yes ray (laughs) yes ray it's just you and and because it's coaches we'll kind of go into that like like ask some pertinent questions and stuff but often it's like no 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 it's not just you i'm hearing that from clients or i'm hearing that here or i'm experiencing that too and i just think this idea but I also think and I just did a live with Deborah from Raised Up Finances about taxes and we were talking about this a lot this kind of thing of like there's this feeling because the model is so doesn't represent a lot of people's actual lives Mm -hmm. there's this feeling of like not belonging but also trying your hardest to make yourself fit in and if you can't do that by yourself you're not it's not legitimate sure like we're just talking about hiring accountants and stuff and sometimes be like yeah but I should be able to figure this out myself oh, so yeah. I want to prove that I do fit in and yeah actually... well actually part of this this regenerative business model takes in both the internal stuff and the external stuff um that it that I I have witnessed and experienced actually mix up a regenerative business model right so looking at the two the two different parts so the for for me the external stuff so the practicality stuff in our business that I think I think cause women the most stress worry concern scarcity panic overwhelm are around finance so like Mm -hmm. sustainable regenerative pricing and literacy around finances realistic clear marketing and messaging um, and having really robust operations and systems. So those, I mean, those are the three, what I, what I consider the three kind of the trifecta of um, things that actually stress women business owners out the, mm. out the most. And what I'm not saying in this model is that you have to know everything about those things, but mm. you've got to know what your capacity is within those things. Yeah. Um, and, and be able to to recognize when you've come to the end of your you know your knowledge where your knowledge yeah. gaps are and those things and and how to find support to move to move through yeah. them and, and and get them healthy yeah. um those external things but but those are the three that I know women feel the most mm. stressed about like money 
I mean, you know yeah. this, yeah. like marketing and messaging, that's all about visibility and, and showing up and like the risk it takes to be ourselves in spaces where we're yeah. asking for what we want. And then operations and systems is often the tech side, like the finance, like the tech and finance side mm. of things where we just are like, <laughs> we're like, what? No, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yet they're, they're the, they're the ones that take up the most brain space for us. Mm. And they're the ones that we, that we absolutely have to have in place to make a business regenerate. Yeah. Yeah. You and know? it's, it's amazing as well. I talk to my clients a lot about, you know, there's certain t- tasks we do that um, don't just take up energy. They give us energy back. Like you put me on a coaching call with a load of people. Yes, I might. If I did that all day, I would be tired at the end of it. But I, it would be a different kind of tired than if you asked me to do some work on a spreadsheet or you sure. asked me to sort my taxes out or you asked me to like, I don't know, get loads of those sort of like make a website. I can Uh do that. I can, you know, I've made my own website and stuff and I've done, you know, I can learn it and I can watch the YouTube videos, but it's not like, I'm not good at it. I don't like it. I definitely don't get energy back from it. It depletes me massively. That's a great, that's a great awareness to have. And I think like you were saying with the old business models, we're just told that's what you need and you, you know, like figure it out. Right. And so many of us are, not made up that way and so we just bury our head in the sand and then nothing is working and then we burn out and then we're like oh I'm not cut out for it yeah yeah <laughs> you know you see how that kind of yeah spirals and I think there's also a panic like I always <laughs> think about there's um so another one of my phases <laughs> there's lots of them Love um it. one of our like our family will play a lot of board games and we're quite into like quite nerdy indie board games and um there's this website which I encourage you to look at because it's possibly the nerdiest place you'll ever go on the website it's called board game geek and you can look at all the different ratings of all the different board games and obviously my brain adores this this but- is cute this is, super cute. <laughs> this, is this is my my vulnerable share come on and um there is a there was a thread on there on their like uh, forum and it was about the, this there's a, it can be a really really misogynistic place that web that that website because it's Mm. very it's you know the board game stuff that kind of comes from that like um Dungeons and Dragons place and like World of Warcraft kind of vibe yeah Yeah. so there are pockets of it not completely Mm -hmm. that can be very misogynistic and there was a thread in there about like what and then you often get things like like what simple board game can I buy my wife that she might be able to figure out you get a lot of threads like that and there's this whole um section of the forum that's a women and board game split thing and there was just this thread that was just like you know what women are not worse at board games they just panic that they're not gonna they don't get given the time to learn the rules because the judgment from often from the men who are playing with them is that they'll be no good and so they have this internalized feeling of I can't and I've seen it with friends since we got into board games and I used to feel this way when I read that thread I was like yes like you get this you don't get the same time to learn and get get it wrong because the expectation is you'll be terrible at this anyway absolutely and like this whole getting it wrong thing is so important yeah absolutely and I see that in business a lot like we're trying to figure out a web us particularly with systems and finance I think and finance being like slightly separate to like what I do but like I mean the 
the technicalities of money um which is not my wheelhouse um I I absolutely employ for that situation I hire for that but like you see that same thing of that like it's not just oh I'm learning this so I'm getting it wrong it's like I'm terrible I can't like people like me don't work here we're rubbish like why can't I do this because we aren't given that space Mm, totally there's this quote in uh Bridget Jones baby (laughs) that that old wise yeah well-known sage Brené Brown Oprah Winfrey (laughs) Bridget Jones (laughs) Bridget Jones where she says must not keep making the same mistake must move on and make new ones (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly exactly I love that because I'm like okay can we could we normalize this could we normalize that we don't we're not supposed to know how to do things uh right out of the gates like yeah it it takes some time it takes some realizing that okay I've tried this not my wheelhouse uh who can do this for me better and save me some time yeah and and I'm from what you've said I'm sure you talk about this do my prices reflect something which we're like do my prices reflect something where I actually can make those decisions absolutely because yeah I mean if you're going to have to pay somebody else to do it then you need your price to reflect and be regenerating yes so that you can yeah pay for the experts to come in and yeah. take care of that for you for sure yeah absolutely and so often our pricing is fixated on not offending anyone sure rather than actually like I, I'm trying to think I feel like there's a word here that's like I haven't quite can't quite reach but there's something about like pricing the way that pricing can give back like if you are pricing yourself at the level that you need to to be like regenerative and to be able to but you're also then paying other people rather than just avoiding the opinions of people that don't you don't want to buy your stuff anyway if they're so offended by your price yeah and you and you get a you get a shitty service really yeah. I love that you know, like my business runs in a much more smooth operational way when I decided to hand over so so much of it to someone who is really good at it and enjoys yeah. it. Oh, um, yeah. And my clients experience the benefits of that. Is it a circular? Maybe it's a circular yeah. economy yeah. of, yeah. you know, that kind of thing of, of running a business where you get to pay brilliant women to do their brilliant yeah. things. So yeah. What would you say to someone who's listening to this and kind of going, oh, that's all well and good, Mal. And we've maybe kind of just touched on it, but I just can't. I'm new to business. I just can't afford to do stuff. This mm-hmm. I just can't afford to hire mm. in that way. Yeah, I mean, I went through a, a total period of where I was the only person <clears throat> running my business and doing yeah. all the, the things and making the canvas and, <laughs> yeah. you know, scheduling oh. the things and all the replies and managing mm. everything. And I think that that's, that's really normal, but I, I guess what I would encourage you to do is be super curious mm. about it and not hold it so tightly that it's some big commitment that you're beholden to forever. Mm. <clears throat> and I yeah. think, that was that was my that was permission that I gave myself when I knew that it was time for me to have somebody else involved in my business I was like okay I'm going to take a discovery call with this person who um I know like I can tell by what she's got on her website that she knows her shit and she could actually tell me what I need probably more than I do than I know in terms of organizing this thing yeah um 
And if, if I get a good vibe, I'm going to experiment with what it would be like for three months of her support. Mm. And I'm not making any big commitment to it for any length of time other than that to see, just to yeah. see. And there's something in the dynamic that changes when you have somebody else on board mm. that can, well, definitely for me, give me energy to create more stuff that felt aligned which then Mm. generated more income yeah which then enabled me to continue to hire this person and then expand my team and Mm. the hours that they run so I think in the first instance often it's hold it as an experiment be curious see what see if what someone else can do is going to free you up in some way um and also like something that you talk about a lot Ray is like get the details right like figure out what it would cost yeah is there a way that you can that you can like look at the deficit of money that you might Mm -hmm. need to pay that person and what would it take and sometimes we can be really surprised by how little it would take it might mean like one new client a month or you know one extra person like coming into a program that you're running yeah um sometimes the the threat of all of these things that swirls around and the fear of them is much more um, terrifying and feels like such much more of a big step than it is in, in when you get into the nuts and bolts. I would also add to that, like people see hiring someone as an expense and it's not, it's an investment and an investment should give you a return. So Absolutely. You- you mentioned like doing Canva, answering all your emails, all of that stuff. Like I now don't have to do any of that. I've got the most amazing, she edits this as well. I've got the most amazing assistant. Oh, I hi. really do. She's so good. And um, yeah, she does so much of that stuff for me. And that should release me. The idea is that releases me to create more stuff and to be further into my spaces where I shine where I can do stuff and those are your money making spaces absolutely I can't make my I'm I'm quite it's funny I'm good aesthetically like in terms of clothes and how a room should look put me on Canva and I am a piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) I'm like why doesn't anything look good it's horrible (laughs) so like I'm never gonna be Hmm. that like I'm never gonna make money in that space but put me on a live and get me talking about things and connecting thoughts and Hmm. all of that stuff and it's a totally different thing so I think seeing it as an investment and knowing that you don't you you know like you said three like think of it as three months can you make that extra money for three months and then from there Mm -hmm. you know it can take time. It doesn't mean that businesses don't go through ups and downs. They can have exactly the right team, but it still has that. But yeah, yeah it should mean that you've got more capacity to make more money. Yeah, I think it's good to normalize it as well. Like to normalize that you're not going to be really, really good at every aspect of it. Yeah, business. yeah. You just, you're just not. That's not. We're not wired to to be excellent everywhere. No, um, I'd rather not be as well because if I was, I'd find it harder to let go of it, mm. and then I would die of tiredness. Yeah, like they talk about, don't they talk about this in, oh, I can't remember what the book is, but the zones of genius and the zones of competence and the zones of excellence. Um, what is it called? T- no, the Gay Tom. Hendricks book. Oh, yeah. I've got it. I don't know. Oh, I can see it. The Big Leap. Big Leap. There it is. Big Leap, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. They do. I, I mean, I'm, I am competent at many things for sure, yeah. but it does not mean that that's 
that's where my hours should be spent no because of all the reasons that we've already talked exactly about. exactly so yeah I love that I'm just gonna get in fact no I know my questions I've got some questions to ask you some like quick fire running around style questions Ooh, at the end. Okay, stressful <laughs> so the first one is just finish this sentence money is freedom yes I love that answer did you see I shared your post on money I, I was going through I was like how did I miss this oh. so I've, I've, I thought that was amazing I loved it so you know mm. this is going to be too late but go to Mel's um Instagram oh you know what I was going to talk to you about as well and um, it's too late now but your social media as well because you're not doing social media as much now are you Maybe mm, we can do I'm, a... I'm experimenting mm. notice a theme <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm all about the permission to experiment yeah no absolutely I'm, I'm not sure what I'm doing with that I I I would like to be moving away from Instagram as a big marketing place for me yeah um, just because <clears throat> I like I'm struggling to maintain some healthy boundaries around it. So mm-hmm. um, I also know that a lot of what I talk about involves a lot of nuance and um, that doesn't feel like a really safe place for me to share a lot of my messages without being like, yeah. And I'm just very long form, Ray. Like I just am. Yes, I hear you. Me too. Although my project this year is because I love the internet. Like I love, I actually like love social media. I might do an episode mm. on this. Like I, when I think about it, I fell out of love with it a bit last year. Like, but even for, even then, but really I love it. So my, my plan is to kind of fall back in love with it and use it. That's my like, and forget about what I'm meant to be doing and not doing. So you'll be seeing more lives from me, even though in my head, I'm like, do people want to watch lives anymore? Mm-hmm. Fuck it. I don't care. I just yeah I'm thinking I just feel like I have a little bit of nostalgia for the you know the good old days of writing newsletters and yeah 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 blogging and really getting to know people properly and I feel like uh I feel like there's a a fickleness that I can't shake I can't shake it and and also I know that it's not probably not good for me to know about somebody's breakfast about what's happening in Afghanistan, about uh, what the Kardashians are doing and about what like new socks I should buy all before 10am yeah. like, right right away. One I'm, thing after the other. I'm not sure that my brain is, is, is totally set up to yeah. take all of that on. So that's my, that's my little experiment. Um, so I'm going to try and move my model into more my newsletter my email and my my podcast as, nice. as a way of communicating things for a I while. love that but you know what if my business goes to shit I'm happy to renege and come back <laughs> this is not me teaching you what you should do I'm just trying out a thing we're experimenting <laughs> so um the next question is what's the best book business or otherwise that you've read recently uh did you say tv show that I've watched <laughs> book <laughs> TV shows the next question. <laughs> um, book business wise, it can be anything. It could be a recipe book if you want. Mm, no, it's not that. Um, let me think. What have I got lingering around? I'm reading a book at the minute by Hilary McBride called "The Wisdom of Your Body." Oh, that sounds good. Um, and 
it is it is really really beautiful so all about embodiment Mm. all about um yeah tuning into your body and becoming uh, a safe place within yourself so I I'm really, really enjoying that and I feel like that is absolutely part of the message of my, yeah of my work as well is that so I really enjoy that and then I'm also reading what am I reading well I got Atlas of the Heart for Christmas which is Brene Brown's new one I haven't yeah haven't got too far into it yet um and I always refer in my in my business always refer back to my training um with Tara Moore and and her book playing big that was kind of a gateway for me to be doing this Mm. work so yeah we'll always always reference that as well yeah that was a very influential book on me as well in the early days of things Mm. okay best tv show you've watched lately Mm. like I just I cannot get away from being obsessed with Queer Eye. I just, this new season. They is, reel you back in, don't they? Oh man. When, yeah. Just when you think you're done with like, <laughs> you know, same format, same five. Yeah. Uh, this this season in particular, I just found really beautiful. And I just love those those five. I really do. Um, so I've, I've just been watching that. I, uh, what else? I mean, we all know that Ted Lasso was the true hero of over 20, 20, 2021 year. I don't um, know if you know this, but I'm in an actual relationship <laughs> with Roy Kent. He doesn't know, but oh, well, it's, really? it's an actual, yeah it's, yeah. real. it's a real thing. It's really happening. He's your man, is he? Yes. Oh, I do. <laughs> I do love Roy Kent. We Dave got a, he got a gift from friends of ours, a t-shirt that says he's, he's here, he's there, he's every fucking where. <laughs> um which is lovely um and what else it's not new but I watched Amy Schumer's um oh because is it becoming Amy mm, yeah was it that no like her pregnancy one? Oh, I don't know oh my days that was I actually really love her that documentary like she had hyperemesis like really mm. really bad and so it documents this whole thing, but she's also trying to create a like a Netflix special at the same time and has all these tour dates and gets married and all of her relationships. And it just, yeah, I find it really a moving watch. I might have to watch that. It I was wouldn't... really, really good. Yeah. Nice. Okay. And then last question. See, these are not hard questions. What's the food you'd eat if you could only eat one food? It could be a dish. It could be an item of food. You can only eat one dish for the rest of your life. What are you going to eat? This is horrible. Mm. I always cheat cheat with it, but. Okay, how do you cheat? I just say like Mexican food. Oh, that is cheating. That is cheating. (laughs) Um, Oh yeah, that's a good shout. I love love Mexican food. It's very, very hard to get good Mexican food. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, it's really hard here to get it. Mm -hmm. Very hard. Um, Also Thai food, also Indian food. Oh, so much food. Also (laughs) potatoes of any kind, like any kind of potato. Me and Sasha, uh, you know, Sasha Glasgow from Frankenfield. She's going to come on the podcast as well excellence as is a community coach with me in in assembly in the business and we both are just diehard potato fans so yeah. we often just like send each other pictures of various potato dishes and um it's yeah a real, it's a real love affair and obviously makes sense because i'm 
I'm from Northern Ireland. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think bread and butter is another very popular one. That's excellent. Butter. But, exactly. Yeah. But, but butter has to be on something. Otherwise <clears throat> it's gross. What do you mean? We can't just eat butter, can you? So it has oh, to be no. with something. Right. Like melted into something or spread yeah. on something. Partic- so, but butter on a potato or butter on, bre- on bread is... I am so gross with butter and potatoes. Like you could (laughs) not, you could not like out butter me with the potato. I just need, I need to have a glob of it in every spoonful. Totally. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. Right. I reckon we've got well lubricated joints because of that. (laughs) So Mel, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Mm, Who knows, Ray? I mean... I'm going to say newsletter, right? Podcast. No, yeah, you can. So melwiggins.com, you'll find, you'll find an opportunity to sign up for my newsletter. I have a podcast called Courage is Calling and it's a short pep talk one. So 20 minutes or less on particular topics to do with courageous values led business ownership. Um, And I also run a fun podcast with my friend Gabby um, which was a little bit of a, like, I need to do something not businessy this mm. year. Uh, it started last year with Gabby and it's called Making an Effort. Um, and it's very, well, mostly lighthearted. We do tackle some some issues. Uh, so you can find me there as well. But if you go to my website, you'll find all of those things. I'll still be, I'll still be kind of putzing about the gram. I imagine, you know, here and there. And I'm just at Mel Wiggins on Instagram. Yes. So. pretty simple thank you so much mal it's always a pleasure to chat to you and i will see you all soon thank you for being here for today's episode it was a pleasure to virtually hang out with you as always just a reminder that if you want more info on one-to-one spaces please do pop to the show notes where you can get all the details i'll see you next time